3 to us on the Passion of Christ by Father William Purcell. We come to the time in the church's year when we enter the heartland of Christianity. This is the story of the the Passion of Christ, his death, and of course the resurrection. It is in the light of the resurrection that we look back over the story of his passion and death. And we celebrate that in the church through the liturgy, which makes it possible for us to space out these moments as they occurred. Because in the actual story itself, they come rather quickly, one on top of another. And we need the time as a church, but also as individuals, to enter into this story and to find its meaning for us. And that's what the liturgy does for us. It makes that possible. And so the liturgy of uh, Easter really begins with Christ coming into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. And then there's the lull a little bit in Holy Week, the few days that lead up to the drama of the Passion. And that starts at the Last Supper. Now this is the event which we make a part of our Christian life every time we go to Mass. It would be impossible to, to exaggerate the importance of this event uh, in our life as, as Catholics, as Christians in the Catholic way. Because it's through the carrying out of these words of Jesus, do this in remembrance of me, it's through the, the carrying out of that command that we are able to experience the death of Christ to proclaim his death on the cross and his resurrection because it is the risen Christ that we receive in Holy Communion. It is the risen Christ we encounter in the Eucharist and in the gathered community around the altar. So it starts with that meal. The whole of the mystery of our salvation, the Paschal mystery, begins when Christ is at table with his disciples and this is their Passover and in being the Passover it is a link with the Passover meal of the Hebrews the Jewish people remembering their deliverance from slavery into the land promised by God and a, a deliverance which leads to a covenant relationship with God a God who will fulfill all of his promises. A God who redeems his people. And this is remembered in the Passover, which becomes then the last supper of the Lord, which then becomes the Eucharist of the Christian people. No command was ever, ever given in human history that has been more faithfully carried out than those words. Do this in remembrance of me. So many places and occasions and times. The Eucharist has been the way that we again find the Christ who calls us to be his church. And at that meal he has his disciples and he does a wonderful thing and this is enacted in the drama of the liturgy. He washes their feet 
He, their Lord and Master, washes their feet. He becomes their servant. And he says to them also that they must do this to one another, and that he is performing this act of service as an example, an example of love. His disciples are to love one another. This is the new commandment. This is the crown and summits of all that has gone before. The whole history of the Hebrew people, the whole history of Judaism is summed up now in this new commandment given at the Last Supper. Christ washes the feet of his disciples and on the day that follows he will wash the world in his own blood. And so the bread which is broken is his body which will be offered for us. And the cup which he blesses and gives to his disciples is the cup of his blood which will be shed for us. And for this reason the Last Supper can never be separated from the cross. They belong together. And the cross itself, of course, is the reason Christ came. It is so that we can be reconciled with God through this gift of love, whereby the Son of God offers himself on behalf of humanity, and in his human nature is crucified to the wood of the cross, his arms outstretched in an embrace, nailed to that wood, and an embrace that will include the whole universe. And he bears the wounds of that suffering. Even in his risen body, they remain the marks of that love in his glory in heaven. So that God's own life is inseparable now from this moment of death, the death of Christ on the cross. And the Gospels speak of that as his hour of glory. And we know that it will end beautifully, majestically in the resurrection on Easter Sunday. But we are invited in the liturgy of the Church to experience the forsakenness of the cross on Good Friday as the altar is stripped and the ornaments of the Church are removed and all of the sacraments are cease and all of the comforts of lighting a candle or blessing ourselves in holy water are taken away so that we enter into that abandonment as Christ enters into death. And it is love. And if we see his death without seeing the love, then it's meaningless. Christ offers himself in love so that we may offer ourselves in love to one another and to God. During this time now, the best way to experience the miracle of our salvation in Christ is to be at the celebration of the Holy Week services and to take time out to pray on our own to be peacefully and prayerfully in the presence of this great, wonderful event, to find its meaning for us. May God bless our observance now of Holy Week, and may God guide us through the cross to the glory of the Resurrection.
Amen.